If you hear this sound, it means we've moved on to the next article. If you hear this sound, it means that one of the episode's triggers are incoming. New Zealand went through a lot in 2011. On the 22nd of February, a 6.2 magnitude earthquake hit Christchurch, our second most populous city, and caused 185 fatalities. We would love to unpack the aftermath of the Christchurch earthquake, but what we'll do is we're going to take it in sections throughout our lifetime as a podcast. What we'll look at today is probably one of the most hyped up headlines in the aftermath of the Christchurch earthquake. In 2011, the sole production line of Marmite in Christchurch had shut down after it was deemed unusable after the earthquake. New Zealanders went into a frenzy a few months later when Sanitarium announced that the stocks had run out in March. This meant the shelves would not be full again until July, and supplies would only last a few more months if spending habits went unchanged. Well, they changed. Marmite jars, new and used, were now listed on TradeMe. A jar that would usually go for about $4.25, was now listed for $20, $50, and in some case, hundreds. People did not buy into the panic, however, as their beloved breakfast spread was scheduled to return in July 2012, until it was pushed back to March 2013. Anarchy ensued. On this episode of Unpack, we'll be looking at the 2011-2012 Marmageddon. Without further ado, let's unpack. Before we begin this episode, some of the comments that we're going to be unpacking use coarse language, so listener discretion is advised. How are you doing today, Tabby? I'm doing all right. Yeah. Public holiday. Damn. Life's good. Damn, you're Can't right. complain. Back from holiday. It was quite nice. Spent time with the family. How are you doing? How's your weekend? I'm good, man. My weekend's been great. Yeah, long weekends are great. Um, I had the joy of writing this episode. As well, um, I know you saw it probably a few days ago as well. Yeah. This has been hilarious. Yeah, it's been one of our, compared to some of the other content that we talk about, one of our more relaxing, funny episodes. We, to... I think we both talked to people and they were like, oh, I forgot that happened. It's like, yeah, New Zealand went wild for 24 months. 24 months? Yeah, 2011, 2013. True. It yeah. was such a long time. It was a very long time. We just kind of forgot. <laughs> Well, first article we're going to look at is from the 20th of March, 2012, uh, New Zealand Herald. The tagline is, Prime Minister John Key says he'll turn to Vegemite if his supplies of Marmite run out. Are you worried about the Marmite shortage? And the headline of the article is, Marmageddon, there's always Vegemite, says PM. John Key was roasted in the comments, first of all. Let me just put that out there. People were not happy with him saying Vegemite. Yeah, there's a real cult following amongst people who eat Marmite that know Marmite is great, Vegemite is trash, and vice versa. Vegemite is great, Marmite is trash. I can't think of another food where people are like, it's either this or this. Yeah. Like, it's... 
That's weird. It's quite black and white, apparently, with which one you like, and you can't using one as an alternative. Yeah. Crazy concept. It's, How it's, could you? It's a Kiwi Australia thing, right? Yeah. Vegemite is produced in Australia. Yeah. Marmite is produced here, and to me, they taste the same. Same. I don't see a difference at all. To other people, this might be it for us. That might we could just get cancelled. Hey, it's been nice, bro. It's been nice recording, man. I can't believe that we're gonna be cancelled off of. I can't taste <laughs> the difference between Vegemite and Marmite. <laughs> given what we said before, this is gonna be it. Given all the hot takes that I've given <laughs> off here, this is gonna bro, be. Bro, we it. don't want to get into food hot takes. We less, less not. Let's not. Let's instead get into this article. Yeah. Um. So Prime Minister just said, "Yeah, like I'm gonna turn to Vegemite if Marmite runs out. What's the big difference?" Uh. First, a comment we're gonna look at is from Lonnie. Lonnie says. Slow news day. Uh, what is, so, what, <sighs> was it? I mean, if you have any understanding of how the world works, there's always crises going on, always wars, always something important going on. Yeah. But apparently today was just like a, nah, let's just take it chill. Today was a slow news day. There's never was a it? slow news day. Was it? What happened in March 2012? March 2012 was actually probably one of the biggest turning points. Uh, oh. Yeah, so... Pretty quick news day. Pretty pretty quick news month. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird to think slow news day. So does that mean there are fast news days? Yeah, well, could like, you imagine? Like, what does is, what is a fast news yeah. day look like? Somebody died today. Uh, the church is on fire. Uh, <laughs> she's like, everything's going at Because you got to go, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all this news is coming at once. We've been saving it for you for Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is it. Um, no, so there were actually two big changes in, in March 2012. First of all, the 131-year-old cathedral was going to be demolished um, post Christchurch earthquakes. Yeah. And I remember that was a very, very big talking point. Yeah, man. That was a large part of Christchurch and what it was. And now that it had to be destroyed, there were a lot of, I don't want to say angry people. People understood, but there were a lot of sad people. There would have been. Which makes sense. Because for a lot of people, the church is the core and center of who they are. And the church itself the cathedral is a physical embodiment of that. Yeah, yeah, heart of heart of the city almost, right? Hundred percent. So the second part of March twenty twelve was the, and I know that you know this. Uh, the top of the T turns before me. The new road. That's crazy. Would you have known? How did the how no, did how did that impact your driving? Was it annoying? I don't drive. Yeah. Do you when you do you have a Uber everywhere? Oh, you can. Yeah. Don't. Hey. <laughs> Not even, not even like zooming. Ola, do you not care about drivers? That's crazy, bro. You about big multinational corporations, bro? That's crazy. So you just rely on other people to drive you. That's that's wild. Bro, I don't need to cancel. You're gonna cancel yourself. Let's be real. Like, let's be honest. Okay. Alright. Well, if everybody needed to know in public now, I'm that dude in the friend group that doesn't drive. Not only doesn't drive, doesn't have. I'm cutting this out. Doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm cutting out. Back to the comments. As for the news day, it was it was a pretty slow day, but this was definitely the biggest news of the day. And Loney could not have foreseen what this news would have possibly meant for the next 12 months. <laughs> Nobody could have possibly foreseen that. This would be such an ongoing issue for a number of months, oh, ending yeah. up being 24 months. Yeah. I almost look at this comment and wonder how many of these slow news day comments are under some of the biggest just thinking oh this will be a drop in the ocean bro when covid first oh Oh, there would have been when we first heard about reports of it and crazy slow news day yeah (laughs) and also some of the people like why are we just preaching anti-chinese rhetoric this is terrible get this off this is just a cold it's like it's not it's not it's not and i get what you're doing about the whole anti-chinese rhetoric but i need to tell you that this is important 
it's almost like just don't with issues not knowing how they're going to develop nothing's a slow news day no like nothing's a slow news day it's it's almost just like a an at at journalist just to be like shut up (laughs) next comment is from doug doug says if this is news i'd like to make some more why don't they use smaller notes when giving out prize money? What? Six $50 bills for coming second in the Waikato Champs is a bit silly when not many places at Speedway or anywhere that sells things for under $5 take $50 notes. I wouldn't have mind a 220s and a 10 in there too. Um, so they I think can, Doug's almost on the wrong post, eh? <laughs> Sometimes you got multiple tabs open. Yeah, like, you just get it mixed up. So... Doug wants to receive prize money in two twenty dollar notes and a ten for fifty dollars, as opposed to fifty dollar note. Yes, so I think he's just wanting his prize money in smaller notes. Smaller notes, yeah. I mean, I I get the I, point. I, I get the point. No, no, no. And, and honestly, I get it, Doug, because what he's saying is, I won some money here, and just slight slight flex. I mean, hey, congrats. Yeah, well done to you for the speedway. Yeah, I don't know. Um. But I can't spend any of it here because nobody takes $50. And I'm like, yeah, okay, this is definitely a flick. <laughs> but also... I'm just like, what? Why? Why, you why wanna... this? Does this... Could you imagine winning some prize money and being like, yo, can y'all give it to me in smaller notes? That's crazy. That's like, weird. Hey, thanks for the money, but like... Yeah, I, don't... I don't really need all these fitties. I mean, there's like, you can't... I mean, you've been you've been trying to get onto the bus, and you only have like a twenty, and you know oh, the yeah. driver gonna look at you like, oh, yeah. "Are you real? funny for real?" Homie? Like, and they pull. But what's wild is that bus drivers will then pull into their yeah, pocket yeah. and pull out like a wad of fives or tens. Yeah, and like, like, okay. I was, I always wondered like, and it's in a clip as well. They're yeah. like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so you had the change the whole time. So, yeah. You just made me feel bad. But also, are they doing that as a security like measure? To, like, not have the... I mean, it oh, makes sure. sense, right? Because oh, someone yeah. could easily walk up, snag the, the 10s, 50s, oh, 20s, definitely. so... But it's just always been kind of sly, like, hey, I right, homie, hold up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's 10. That's 20. Hey, why are you looking? Why are you looking? All right, so your change is 96 seconds. <laughs> and you only be on the bus. You're only going to ride one zone one as zone. well. Yeah, you're going to be like, hey, and can y'all let me know when to get off? Yeah. I don't know what to do, yeah, but... I don't yeah. know what to do here at all. I'm just a big baller <laughs> out here. One at Speedway. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, but let's. I want to unpack Doug's comment a little bit more because, yeah, okay, we saw loanies of the slow news day or whatever. But now here's Doug being like, I'm acting like there's not even a problem here. And I'm going to out and out talk about what I want to talk about, which I've never seen Doug <laughs> in the comment. Like, normally people will have a complaint like, this doesn't matter. Let me go into my thing. But this is just like a. I'm just going to talk about this. I'm just I want to get something off my chest. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, bro. I guess. But um, there's no empathy here. That's true. There's no empathy here at all for anybody who might be missing out on Marmite or a lot of people being like, John, he sucks. Yeah. Um, th- he's just like, I don't even care about this, but I still want to put my two cents in mm. about the money that I wanted the Speedway yesterday. I, f- I want to feel as though my opinion was shared. Yeah. Regardless of the fact that these points aren't related. At exactly. All. And people do this on the internet a lot, a lot, a lot, but in different ways. Mm-hmm. So they do not give any empathy to the current situation. And even though they may comment on it a little bit, what they're trying to do is they're trying to force a point that they care about. Yeah. Right? But Doug has done it at totally the wrong time in totally the wrong fashion <laughs> about something that nobody actually knows about. Yeah. Next comment is from Nell. Nell says, 
absolutely tragic that Marmot supplies have dwindled to the extent that they have. A Kiwi icon. Why wasn't it better planned? Says a lot of sanitarium's foresight and planning. They would have known from the outset of the earthquake that this would happen. So why weren't other strategies employed? Did they really think that they were invincible? Um, well, f- first of all, let's also... I want to just go out and say that Nell commented two comments under Doug. So Doug was like, this isn't even news. And Nell is distraught. <laughs> Nell said, absolutely tragic. That people really be going through something. Bro, They're people, were, experiences, people bro. were going through it. Yeah. There's no marmite. That is tragic. But she also was like, this is a lot of sanitarians foresight. I mean, look, not many people expected Christchurch to have an earthquake. I mean, since the dawn of time, it's been like, yo, Wellington, Welly, y'all yeah, next. Wellington. Like, y'all better... I see. The fault line on the motorway? Yeah. I don't know about that one. I don't know about up to Wellington like, mm, mm. Right, y'all babe. gonna make me act up. <laughs> y'all gonna make me do it. Like, I'm too Roman Coast deep. <laughs> like, I'm feeling myself. You make me act up. Um, but Christchurch is... No one, ex- no one expected it. Expected it. Of course, now we're all like, Christchurch is definitely an earthquake-prone city. Yeah. Um, however, because of all the destruction and sadly the fatalities of the city, we can all we can all tell that nobody had the foresight that that earthquake was going to hit um, at such a strength. Also, since the dawn of time now, nobody has been able to predict earthquakes yeah no that's not even a th- i remember okay. around the christchurch earthquake occurring there became all these conspiracy yeah. theories so like yeah i saw this comment if you at, look at the moon 4 8 p.m the, yeah tomorrow there will be an earthquake it's like pack up your things and it's like there are minor earthquakes all the time yeah if you go into i think the is it geonet yeah geonet if you go to the geonet website you'll see there are literally minor earthquakes happening every minute every hour around the country every single one no yeah. one could have predicted an earthquake of this magnitude yeah your cousin on whatsapp can't predict okay. <laughs> are you sure I'm, I'm positive i've been sent so many messages of like <laughs> tonight <laughs> 8 p.m oh, so you're their cousin <laughs> 9.8 the magnitude earthquake to strike dead center no, it, it, it can't happen. But um, to talk about uh, maybe sanitarium's foresight and planning as opposed to they, them planning an earthquake, um, having a factory in Christchurch makes a lot of sense in New yeah. Zealand. Uh, Canterbury being large, the, the region that Christchurch is in, um, and according to the Christchurch City Council, in 2010, manufacturing had actually employed the largest number of people, right? Now, there's a lot of factories in Christchurch, and... Shout out the Christchurch City Council. Do you know that they make a fact sheet about Christchurch every two years? Oh, that's nice. Because we've been looking for information about cities yeah. and knowing that they're like, hey, here you go. Hey, every a, two years. Here's a 79-page document on everything about our city. Nice graphs, too. Graphs, numbers. It's beautiful. If anybody's looking to do any research on Christchurch, I would definitely get in touch with the Christchurch City Council because they have so many fact sheets dating back to like the 80s unbelievable that's crazy unbelievable of course some were done in like the 2000s like oh here's what we knew about the 80s yeah but like damn it's it's beautiful um but one thing that they do go into it in the christchurch fact sheet is the fact that christchurch is a really easy way to get like it's a really easy place to get into business right so you have a lot of different suburbs around it um that have open land and you know easy access to the city but 
Easy access to the city also means easy access to the seaport in Littleton mm. and the airport in Christchurch. That's true. Right? And a lot of imports and exports, most of which go to all around the South Island, go through that seaport mm. and airport. So an obvious place to set up business, especially if you're manufacturing, right? You can get raw materials in very easy, very cheap, and you can also export things very cheap. Um, but why was there a factory in Christchurch? So around about the 1900s, so like 1910, uh, Christchurch actually dominated the rubber industry. Uh, but as time went on and rubber and plastics were being used for electrical goods, and electrical goods were definitely more important coming into the 30s and 40s, oh, yeah. those rubber factories moved out of Christchurch or went defunct or um, you know, sort of moved operations. And those factories were just left there, and people came in and use those factories for mostly electronics. These were kind of like, if not empty, cheaper spaces to rent for businesses to set up. Absolutely, yeah. And so that is one of the reasons that Sanitarium set a factory up there. Now, Sanitarium has been there for a long, long time. Um, Are we going to get to Sanitarium? We're going to get to Sanitarium, don't you worry. But yeah, just because it's earthquake prone doesn't mean that you wouldn't do business there. Yeah. You know, um, it, it's, it's obviously going to be a place that, okay... I'm going to bite the bullet. If this is earthquake prone, I'm going to build a factory here, and we're just going to try to take care of the factory. I mean, look, Wellington, the Wellington Airport is built on reclaimed land. Damn, you just going to drop that bit of knowledge. There. Like, it's built on reclaimed land. Like, we can't, like, it's not the greatest place to do, to do business yet. No, no, absolutely not. Strap in, Tabby. This one's long. Uh, Mapusaga, and I hope I pronounced that correctly, yeah. says... Journalist, you got a story for tonight. See what you conjure from this status thread. Said my bit. Peace out. Look between the lines or reach into the psyche of the subconscious. Then you see what the little boy saw of the king's coronation and his new robe. Dot, dot, dot. I'm the little boy. All right, slow down, slow down, slow down. Okay. You said a lot there. Yo. So did I hear... Bars, Psyche of the Subconscious. Psyche of the Subconscious. Might be like the name of my like first mixtape. I don't know. Yeah. And then King's Coronation. Yeah, King's Coronation is new robe. So just see what the little boy saw, the King's Coronation and his new robe. And I then I'm I, the little boy. I couldn't find anything. I searched for hours. So there's obviously some deep, deeper meaning thought that's gone into this just based on the random concepts that are being chucked into the sentences yeah there's definitely some thought here but um, we i just don't worry i got you because right. at the start of his comment he says you got a story for tonight see what you can conjure from the status thread so i looked through all the comments this this person commented 11 times so okay. they're living little breadcrumbs of us to like living pick up breadcrumbs. So what I did is I went through all, well, the rest of the 10 comments and I got this little bit for you. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to read this one. Also, this is written entirely in text language. Bro, I'm praying for you. When you, when you hear me say two, realize that it's, it's written as a number. number two. Okay. <clears throat> Great publicity, a sales tactic that's going to work. Gosh, relocate, restart, remake. Frankly, I'm a black slut. I will switch to Vegemite. They both nice to me. What? Let's stop right there. Um, <laughs> I was like, you can't keep going. Like, yeah. we, we need to dissect we gotta, this sentence. Like, so 
Really? I'm a black slut. I would switch to... You know what this has got me thinking about? What? Can you imagine? Because John Key said the exact same thing. True. But can you, can imagine, you imagine if John, if John Key, Key was like, was like oh, you know I'm me? a slut I'm for Marmite, bro. I'm a slut for Give me that good stuff, man. Vegemite, my Vegemite, yo. I don't see the difference to me. Yo, y'all can get it too. <laughs> like, what? That's... I don't know if you should yeah, say Yeah, I don't know. How hard is it to say that I like, I like both? both. <laughs> you don't have to say you're a, a, a slut for it. That's... A bit too far. That's... Uh, yeah. The, yeah. So, I'll keep going. Um, if it's New Zealand versus Oz, I'm defecting till they sort their shit out. And how about this any made in China Marmite? See the far... See farms... See farms, there's an initiative for you. So... So we're going to have to unpack okay, we'll, each. We'll, we'll unpack. So he's, he's scared of... Uh, <laughs> Fuck me. So because Marmite's made in New Zealand, Vegemite's made in Australia, talking about the, if I need to, I'm going to defect to Australia and have the Vegemite that's there. Correct. Which is what makes sense. So that's like a tech of understandable comment. We get what you're saying. Yeah. And then he's, he goes on to say the made in China Marmite, there's an initiative for you there, farmers. You don't want to outsource it to China? I think that's what they're yeah. getting at. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep reading this. Don't worry. We're, we're not even halfway. Speak on again. Why the fuck people are acting like this isn't a thing because it doesn't directly affect them? This is fucked up because the real issue, this, the real issue is this: sacrifice the average for the privilege. Never mind the inadequate, expendable suffocation suff- suffices matrix. Order invisible, indirect deployment, increase housing, push them out. Bars, bro, you good? Or breathe, breathe, homie, breathe. Bro, <laughs> inadequate, expendable, suffocation, suffices, matrix, order, invisible, indirect deployment, increase housing, push them out. And then he says, to the outskirts, to glean on the leftovers. So, do, do you know when you just say in big words? Say, and you just trying to impress, like, yeah. some shorty, yeah. like... Shorty, ask you what you do. Oh, what I do is I, I work for the independent, expendable, <laughs> suffocation, mate. Come on, <laughs> So, what do you, what do you think they're trying to get at here? I think, from this point on, they're like, okay, the real issue is the fact that, and, and they go to sacrifice the average for blah, 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 blah. I think that they're playing onto the gentrification idea here, right? Oh, okay. So, pushing, so housing pushing them out to the outskirts to glean over the leftovers where the resources are. That the makes whole sense. inadequate, expendable suffocation, suffices matrix. I don't understand. Yeah, the whole, like, expense. And I suffers. Googled each one of those words. <laughs> Even though you know the meaning, you were like, okay, there must yeah, be there some... Must be some, some yeah. I wasn't missing out on anything. Yeah. I don't know what this person is attending to, but we'll take the gentrification part out. Yeah. Cool? Last bit of the comments is, hide behind black curtaining of the Marmite diversion redirect attention. Time is telling on you, John Key, because New Zealand looking at a dawn raid of a different kind, the invitation for a yellow-colored nation and a white-collar criminal, exception bowing down to the harlot with the green paper swagger, slurring, rodeoing in smoke. 
Okay. Well, first of all, we gotta hit the racism button. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the yellow color. He needs yeah, some I milk. Like I don't like that at all. Yeah. Um, hiding behind the black curtaining of the Marmite diversion redirected tension is bars. That's that's nice. That's bars hiding behind the black curtain. So just, using this whole thing as a veil for something more sinister that might be occurring in the background behind the curtain. Yeah, I like that. I like that's, that. That's a genius type lyric. I gotta go on my phone and be like, oh, that's what they meant. Oh, that's crazy. Damn, that's wild. And then kind of going for the, we're inviting, so, so they reference the Dawn Raid and a Yellow Colored Nation at the same time. So yeah. I'm thinking what they're meaning is the repurposing of Maori land being bought by Chinese yeah. or Asian. Other Asian families that we'd like to talk about a lot in the media. Yeah, for some reason. Um, and then the White Collar Criminal Exception. So New Zealand becoming a nation that is only there if you have money or if yeah. you are... So you can get away with things if you are able to have the connections, the money, the influence. Yeah, or bowing down to the harlot with the green paper swagger. Which, can I just say, once again, Bars, poetic. Bro, that's beautiful. That's actually so poetic. The imagery that that gives yeah. you is, is, is fantastic. Okay, Mabusaga hit a lot of great points here. To some... To, to there some, are a few kind of key ones. To, though, some, to, to yeah. some of there, it's, it, is this a sales tactic? If that's not a far-fetched idea at all. Yeah. That this could be a marketing ploy or sales tactic for sanitarium, essentially. I'm saying, I mean, we've seen businesses before be like, this is limited edition. Oh, it's yeah. going to run out soon. So you got to buy it now. And it's still here. 100%. And uh, it works. Is outsourcing Walmart something that's been done already? No. No. Not at all. Um, do we have a risk for it in the future? Perhaps. Anything is possible. 100%. Uh, the, the part about gentrification, which I think he's linking into the whole immigrants coming here and buying land and us not being a, mm. a, a, a nation which prides itself on anything else but money. But I mean, it's not like, okay. Like, I get it. It's an idea and you can believe that. Um, I'm just not sure how it relates to... To this? It doesn't relate to this. Also, we're sitting here now in 2020. Yeah. This comment was made in 2012, and we still don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> so the foresight here is off. Hey, maybe we're going to come back. Maybe season eight or something, we're going to be like, hey, oh, we damn. apologize, yeah, Dan. We, you were so, your vision was crazy. Could you imagine if we had to actually like apologize? Like, <laughs> you, know, you actually saw yeah, this. That, that, was, that was poetic. Like Next comment is from Dwayne. Dwayne says... Vitamin B is what fucked up Jonah Lamu, so nah, not worried about it. Okay. So this was, remind me, this was back in 2012. 2012? Yeah. Jonah Lamu is still alive at the time. So That's tough. This comment didn't age well at all, nope. first of all. Um, but in paying respects to Jonah Lamu, rest in peace, you know, a fantastic uh, rugby player, but yeah. also... Just a fantastic human being for New Zealand itself. Ambassador for New yeah. Zealand and rugby, yeah. Put us on the map for sure. Do you know how long it took me to look up John Alonso's diet? Because I imagine it would have been this random thing that, like, Jonah was asked in an interview in, like, 19... And so, and yeah. at some like at high school, oh, what are like, you eating to get so big? That type of thing. Like, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Like people are like, oh, and also, John Lamu played in the era where, like, you know, there were no sports scientists. There was no nobody was, team chef. There was That's, no. There was nobody giving you a diet. Yeah. It was kind of like eat a lot, but not too much. Yeah. Of what out. we determined healthy: less sugar, yeah. protein, protein, meat, meat, meat. Yeah. So there was no real 
like data on what John Lamarmu ate. Yeah. Like I can search up a footballer now and be like, like Diego Forlan, a fantastic Uruguayan footballer, yeah. has a book about his diet. Yeah. And now he had six meals a day and what they consumed and what. I literally saw a post yesterday of Cristiano Ronaldo's diet, and I mean Tom Brady literally has the TB12 diet. Players, yeah. it's now commercialized. This yeah. is what I eat to be great. If you eat this, you'll. Be great. I don't know about your be great, but <laughs> I guess you'll be able to perform at a higher athletic ability. Uh, but John Alomu didn't have one of those diets. Nah. Okay. Uh, but I did find, once again, two articles, as you said. Um, people find it in a weird article or interview. Yeah. Um, where they, they talked about what his mother fed him. And it was just like stew and stuff. And how John Alomu would just eat a lot and just, just work out. Yeah. And he was great. And at the time as well, John Alamu's, the news about him was that his kidney was in a bad state. Um, and it was said by the Kidney Health and Zealand Medical Director because if somebody has a problem with their kidney and their celebrity, apparently they have to go to them for comment. Lord knows why anybody's speaking on my kidney. Yeah. Uh, but they were just saying that, yeah, all the protein, like all the like meats and, and yeah. eggs and stuff is not good for like your kidney in the long run. Yeah. Um, they'd be put under pressure to break down proteins and flush it into chemicals. So when kidneys aren't working properly in the body, it can cause you a really, really tough time in your 40s and 50s. Yeah. Which it is did. what happened. It did to John Alomar. And that's, that's terrible. But that's also why this comment is kind of in jest because John Alomar was still alive at the time. Yeah. So didn't... Hasn't aged well. Didn't age well at but... all, Dwayne. In the context of when the comment was made. Mm. And also to tie it all back in, Marmite is heavy in the uh, vitamin B. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we should have said that before or after. <laughs> People are like, yo, why are they, yeah, they going to the vitamin gun, B? The, is this the episode? Is the beat yeah. switch? Like, Marmite is high in a lot of different things, vitamins and, and proteins yeah. and stuff. But yeah, also high in vitamin B. Next article actually comes from two days after uh, our other one. Uh, so this is the 22nd of March, 2012. This is from, once again, the New Zealand Herald, and the tagline is, A mother whose autistic son eats Marmite daily has had an SOS call answered after shop stocks began to dry up, bringing Marmageddon to New Zealand. Headline is, Marmite's biggest fan stocks up. A very nice feel-good article. Yeah. It's so beautiful, and it's essentially just about a young young boy who has autism, he's on the spectrum, um, and his mother, Louise, um just needed Marmite for her seven-year-old. And I know this kind of sounds weird, uh, but people on the with ASD or autism spectrum disorder, um, they have food sensitivities. So they get attached to flavors, Specific smells, foods, yeah. textures, or things with a high concentration of taste. Um, they're not necessarily going to eat something just because of its taste. So you find that Young people with ASD, usually, oh, sorry, usually under the age of like 13, they may have this fixation on food based on its texture. Yeah. Um, and food disorders that come with ASD, they often are staying away from solids, right? And mm. it's, it's, it's exactly what this boy has, whose name is Daniel. Um, doesn't like solid foods. And the majority of kids with ASD who have this fixation with food like soft and slippery foods. Yeah. So Marmite... Fits the bill. Fits the bill perfectly. And this is all this kid eats for breakfast. Yeah. Um, won't eat anything else. 
And so, obviously, the Marmageddon affected this kid a lot. And probably more so than the average person. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, the first comment is from Dana. Dana says, None of this solves where I can get Marmite people. So, Dana misses the point here. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, exactly. This article was not about, look, you can go to these stores, get XYZ. This article is trying to take a nice approach, sort of turn on something which people are actually kind of worried about. Yeah. And Dana just was like, nah. Where can I get it? Where can I? Where, I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm hungry. I don't care about this kid. <laughs> where can I get? And I was like, come on, Dana. Dana, please. We have like an uplifting article. Yeah. Like, It's everything. not all about you. <laughs> it really isn't. Also in the article, um, the SOS call was answered. They, the family got three kgs of Marmite. From sanitarium? I didn't get it from sanitarium or anything like that. It was actually given to them by random members of society. Oh, that's nice. Um, that's was, nice. She was quoted in saying, I'm getting four 250-gram jars from a lady in Kohimadama. Um, a friend in Levin is sending me six jars. Um, a few people in Nelson. And it's just like, oh. That's nice. Put out the SOS call online and people are like, you know what? This boy needs the marmite more than me me. that's beautiful and that is a fantastic little community there online in 2012 and i'm not trying to ruin the moment but people were having what like four jars themselves yeah like i want to like yeah there's (laughs) something bigger there bro there's some toilet paper type ish bro there's There's definitely hand sanitizer like selling on tray me type thing can you imagine i don't have any of this anybody yeah i can send you six jars (laughs) like right now (laughs) (laughs) if you're gonna put off with six jars yeah what do you have that's what i'm saying yeah yeah also, to answer Dana's question, you can get it on Trade Me now. How much? Yeah. Um, so, I know that there were a lot of like things going off about like they're going for thousands. Uh, <laughs> it was actually, the highest one was sold for eight hundred dollars. Yeah, bro. When you said thousands, this, this was a big jar of Marmite. Bro, I don't care how large this eight eight hundred dollars. Was it signed by? No, no. It was just in the peak of Marmageddon. Yeah, that's the highest Damn, big one I bro. could find. Yeah. Also, totally nobody ever talks about this either. There was already a market on Trade Me for vintage Marmite. So the different like, designs, different or because designs. they did they change the flavor and yep and classic like and, and the the containers were all different and stuff. And oh. some of them are like really cool designs. I get. Oh, it. that's cool. If you enter that vintage feel, yeah, yeah, collectors collect random yeah. things. Yeah. So there's already like a one percent market for this yeah. like. Niche really niche design market design. Oh, I'm gonna pay forty five dollars for this little um yeah. canister that maybe And if so look, yeah. more power to you, right? Absolutely. But then the market got flooded. <laughs> Damn, those collectors be mad. Like by yeah, but like people that just had regular jars of yeah. Marmite. Nah, I got that retro, bro. Yeah, exactly. This pre two thousand. Weird. <laughs> So in the space of two minutes, you're going to be like, yo, it's nice. Hey, you do what you want to do. Then you just like, that shit's weird, bro. (laughs) Next comment is from Julie. Julie says, my son has diabetes and they're taking a lot of diabetic stuff off the market. We use, think this is more important than bloody Marmite. Okay, Julie. um, Hmm. So your son has diabetes. That is quite sad. Yeah. And I hope that they are doing well in 2020 now. 100%. Uh, but I looked up, there was no shortage of insulin at all. Oh, that wasn't impacted? 2010 to 2013. Um, the Christchurch earthquake did not 
impact the amount of insulin that we had mm. uh, on on shelves. So first of all, I'm gonna hit the whataboutism button. Yeah. Second of uh, all, uh, I think this is a perfect time to unpack what a whataboutism looks like in its entirety. Mm. Because this is it by definition. Yeah. This is somebody saying, that's going on over there. That's not cool because something in my situation has me riled up. And I think the focus should be on my situation, not that. It kind of just calls to a lack of empathy, right? In mm-hmm. the sense that, look, everybody will have issues going on at every point in time. And at some point in time, it's not necessarily going to be about me. And we need to talk about the issue that you're facing. Yeah. Yeah. So a, a whataboutism is essentially that. And sometimes it is not the time to bring up your issue when we are focusing on something bigger or something that affects more people. 100%. And we're not saying, we're not trying to belittle, in this case, Julie's issue. And when we've, we've had a number of cases where, and, and a number of comments where people will bring up things like domestic violence or child abuse. And look, these are key, key issues, mm-hmm. but there are other issues that are important to discuss. And as I said, we're not taking anything away from it. No. And uh, once again, like it's, it's already been reported on. And I'm sure that if there was an insulin shortage or let's say diabetes medication went up in price, there would be an article on it. 100%. And that there is your platform to talk about the 100%. issues that yeah, you're going through. But here, it's not the time. Hmm. And also the audacity of you to do it on an article which is supposed to make us feel good about a boy who has autism. Because at that point, they're also being like diabetes or and trying to imply that one... And that's yeah. just a game. We're not having that We're not having that conversation. I don't want to have that conversation. No. So... Thanks, Julie, but no thanks. (laughs) Moving on to the 30th of March, 2012, we look at Stuff. uh, And also, can we just point out that this is when Stuff was the uh, hellfire that made it its reputation today. (laughs) Uh, When Stuff comments were just the worst racist, xenophobic, unfiltered messages that anybody on the internet would just delete their eyes to not see again. This is what stuff was today. <laughs> to be fair, I'm not sure if I was... I had a Facebook account in 2012 when I was in year 12, but I'm not sure if I was really looking at news via Facebook. Oh, yeah. I mean, I probably... Let's be honest, I probably was, I probably, but... I think I was, but without knowing. Yeah. And, and just... I didn't really understand what the comment section was yet. Nah, neither. I think know? it kind of hit university days. That's when it's like, oh, no, stuff's trash. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's stuff comments. Stuff comments are, are, are horrible. Yeah. But, um... You know what? Let's 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 move on to the to the article itself. The article says Marmite bucket is real black gold, with the tagline saying, "Bidding on a colossal bucket of Marmite being auctioned for charity has topped eight hundred and fifty. Now, I know last time I said eight hundred dollars. Yeah, you didn't just say that was for charity because oh oh hold up, they're talking about two different things. Oh yeah, I exactly. Hey, you got me, baby. Exactly because this Marmite bucket actually sold for two thousand one hundred and fifteen, but because this was for charity, I didn't count it. Oh, okay, that's yeah. fair, hundred percent. The the one that actually sold went to somebody, <laughs> and they actually <laughs> sold the Marmite for use. This one was, this is a bucket of Marmite. I know y'all really want this. Mm. The money will go to charity because I'm not trying to be the capitalist pig. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. All right. So, hey, nice. And shout out uh, Rick Donaldson. Um, that was the Gilmore's Hamilton branch owner that decided to sell the... Yeah. That's nice. Lovely. Lovely. First comment is coming from Aiden. Aiden says, 
He realized New Zealand is in good shape when the biggest issues are the Marmot shortage, new giveaway rules, and Sonny Bill Williams' new haircut. I mean, and this comment kind of relates to the previous one, right? But looks into the fact that we're talking about Marmite. Mm. Does that mean that New Zealand is in good shape and everything else has just kind of gone away? That doesn't mean that at all. No, it doesn't. Could you imagine if the news agencies were like, we're just not going to focus on the bad stuff anymore? But today, we just don't care today. The park lawn got mowed. It's like, oh, Damn, look bro, at New look, Zealand. That's so nice. Yeah, look at- and think, if you looked at the previous article, even when you do have uplifting stories, people try to tear that down. Yeah, exactly. But... Just to kind of do a bit of a thought experiment as to if we talked every single day mm-hmm. about the worst aspects of the country, yep. the different things that are going on that different groups are experiencing, can you imagine if we talked about systematic racism, family violence, say equal access to services every single day? I mean, turning on the TV, seeing Simon Dallow, Wendy Petrie say, this just in, a study completed by UN Women from 2011 has shown that New Zealand has the highest rate of reported intimate partner violence in the developed world. Yeah. And then you change a channel. And next you see Patty Gower saying, and just getting in, that our domestic violence rates are still, in fact, horrible. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. oh, and one more. This also, Justin, Child Poverty Action Group Aotearoa reporting that poverty impacts around 285,000 children in New Zealand. I mean... It would be a pretty dark time on the internet, on the news, if that was the case. Just instead of seeing, yeah. instead of looking down our stream and seeing Some Patty Gower saying, that kind of breaks up the horrible stuff that's going on in the world. But that doesn't take away from it. It's just a case of, it would be pretty depressing to be on the internet, check the news, if that is what it was like every single day. And I mean, an argument can be made that maybe to own up to these issues face up to them Mm. that we should talk about them more yeah and i completely agree but should that be every single article i I don't think so i don't i I don't think that gives us enough breathing room to really you know not just enjoy ourselves to just like survive yeah just to think and, and and sort of survive because as you just said like if we just focus on everything negative all the time and then we, we would probably be convinced that new zealand is in terrible terrible shape and then we would just take less pride in everything and one could argue, if that meant that we would put more focus on these issues to help improve our country, maybe that's what we should do. Mm. But to sit here and kind of say that given we're talking about this, that everything else is all good and the country's in good shape because of this, I think is a very surface level kind of view without actually thinking about it deeply. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I hear you. I hear you. And I think, it, I don't want to say bourgeoisie level view, but I do want to say that like, just like the comment that we had like a few articles ago misses the mark entirely yeah like just because this has been a news article doesn't mean oh hey we're in great shape we good bro yeah and we see it time and time again on the internet of like oh people are like oh man the biggest problem in in your thing is jacinda's cat got killed yeah it's like that's not the biggest problem that's just a news article and i think people sometimes don't have the understanding that just because something isn't talked about in the news doesn't mean that it's gone away Mm. Mm, true like we may i mean our interest is only peaked for a short period of time i mean given how long the australian wildfires went on Mm. i mean look that might have only been in the news for a couple weeks Mm. a month but that went on for such a long time and if you saw that every single day as i said it would be depressing yeah be very depressing very depressing and i think 
somebody had actually made this comment on, and I don't know if it was a comment, but it was definitely a post circ- circulating around the internet. Um, during our COVID-19 lockdown, when Ashley Bloomfield would get up every day and say, these are our confirmed cases, these are our recovered cases, these are the deaths if they, you know, may be. Yeah. Um, somebody actually made the post around New Zealand of like, could you imagine if Ashley Bloomfield did this every day, but we did it for domestic violence uh, cases or, yeah. you know, child uh, abuse numbers. And I th- you know what, actually, I think it was a letter to the editor in a newspaper. Um, I, I, I can't find that now. Yeah. But imagine how distressing that would be. But ultimately, it'd be bringing light to an issue which is which smears the underbelly of New Zealand. So there's kind of pros and cons for both sides of like, we should talk about that more or could we kind of mentally, would we mentally be okay with it? Yeah. And there's no real like right answer to that. But this being an article doesn't mean that everything's good because everything ain't good. Everything is not good. It's not all good in the hood. Nah. No, there are many socioeconomic problems. Publicity stunt? Lol. Yeah, we fully staged that earthquake just so they could market Marmite. Lol. Some people, honestly. Uh, okay. I want to say that if you asked me this seven years ago to look at this comment, it'd be like, haha, yeah, like, come on, they didn't stage an earthquake. Yeah. Now I'm in 2020, I'm like, they didn't stage the earthquake at all. However. I thought you were about to go on like, I don't know, cuz I've been on this Reddit thread. That, yeah, bro, hey, look, man, I've been reading the dolphins in the ocean. <laughs> bro, in the moon, like the angle. Oh, I got you, bro. For a stream, I can feel it. <laughs> but no, you were saying. Yeah, but uh, the publicity stunt is not too It's not too far-fetched. It's not. At all. I mean, like, both of us have, have studied business, and we know, uh, I guess, a fair bit about marketing. 100%. And... When you say 100% that you know everything in marketing, you mean like 100% as in... No, as in 100%. It sounded like you were the master of marketing. Bro, I am not a marketing guru. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) But um, we know of corporations that have not just, I guess, withheld stuff for publicity, but used uh, publicity as a little free marketing campaign. Just a profit off of it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, our favorite, favorite chocolate caramel. Oh my God. Yeah, you know that one. Where yeah. it's just like, remember the first time it came out? It's like, it, it's only out for two months. Oh, then it's going to go away. Get in quick. And there were all these articles all over Facebook, all over Twitter, like, caramel's back, blah, blah, blah. They were always going to bring it back. Like, you got to also realize that that is literally ad journalism. 100%. Like, they're paying somebody to write, oh, caramel's back. Oh, we that's, back, baby. That's the, and then after the third time they bring it back, they don't need to say anything. Nah. Because y'all are doing it for them. Exactly. Y'all are putting that on, on Twitter. Oh, my God, it's back. I've got some. Check yes. it out. <laughs> yeah. And Louis Roderi Creamery as well. Doing the exact same. I remember, bro. For, and that was never, that was never an exclusive thing. That was just like, everybody posting about it yeah. i remember going supermarket to supermarket with my mm-hmm. flatmates at the time like i remember running and falling over in a supermarket trying to find it yeah like, like dead ass that was me i bought into it and lewis road did nothing, nothing to do you for that nothing it bro. was literally just consumer 100%. hysteria of yo y'all gotta get in quick and then now i go to supermarket i see it and i always get flashbacks like oh yeah, I'm like, do you oh, remember? Calm down. It's good. Do you it's remember good. when you it's saw those? You were like, "That is liquid gold." I know. Yeah, but you got to understand, Lewis Road didn't pay anything for that marketing. Nah, cause they just didn't produce as much. Yeah, and they kept to meet demand. Yeah, and they were just like, oh, "We are gonna stay here for a little bit." 
I mean, brands do this all the time with the, like, there's been, there's a lot of videos that analyze, say, Supreme as a business model in the sense that they know the demand for their products is crazy. It is so high. However, they're only going to release a select few in each size, in each location, just to keep that demand above supply. I mean, a lot of companies do this. And to go on the other side of corporations, uh, we even look at at Tinder benefiting off of something that somebody (laughs) did on their platform. This right. big brain energy. This is, bro, this is... This is, un- oh, finessing my word. Unbelievable. So a, a young woman who was using Tinder uh, actually decided to set up uh, about 20 dates at the same time in at the, the same, same place. place. So you had 20 dudes pulling up, being like, yeah, I'm just going to hey, take yo, this shoddy. I'm just going to, I'm looking out for <laughs> it. Messaging in the honey, in the chat, like, yo, this honey, she y'all in, good. Y'all in the same part of City Hall, and you used to see 20 <laughs> dudes, and then she come through, and y'all like, oh, that's, that's me. That's and she just got a microphone on the stage being like, welcome, welcome. You should all be here to date me. This is now competition. That's big brain energy. And if, not fight over me, but like, compete. I don't know how that like we were talking Damn. before. If that happens, I'm out. I'm out. I'm also I'm not fighting like nah. Yeah, I don't fight with anybody nah. for anything. Really. Nah. I'm not really trying to I'm not a fighter. Nah. nah. Also <laughs> why would I compete against twenty dudes <laughs> for a woman I don't know? <laughs> it's pretty funny from her. I love it. It's so good. Oh, that's big brain energy. But what a Tinder on the back end. Tinder benefited from it. Hundred uh, percent. Unbelievably, because not only did that go viral, but Tinder were like, Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely do that. And so you you just had people being like, Oh, I can use the platform for literally anything. Hundred percent. Alright, well I'm gonna get on this platform. Yeah. You know, because it's it's better than some of the online dating sites that I've been trying for the last few years or whatever. 100%. Oh, if this has this much freedom where I can just, just set do up, whatever. Yeah, really nilly dates or whatever. Mean Go ahead. You know Christianmingle.com. Yeah. Do you reckon you'd be able to talk to more than one person at a time? I don't know. I've never been on it. Yeah, I've never. But I I'm don't, not sure if it's in New Zealand. I but. don't suppose that you would. Mm. Yeah, because the whole adultery thing goes pretty deep in the Christianity yeah. thing. So I don't know if you could have more than one DM. But I mean, at one point, at what point is it to the level where you can only talk to one person? Like, if you're just talking to these people online, actually, we're getting into a point where it's yeah, like, I'm not trying to hold like, up, hold on, yeah, 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 yeah. That's going to be snipped out. Because that's like a, a oh, so you can talk to five different yeah. women on Tinder and that's fine, huh? Yeah. Baby, no. <laughs> no. That's not what I was saying. That's content. That was Toby yeah. Tobe, not Tabby. <laughs> it was Danny Warrens. <laughs> so not even to get into prestige product strategy or, um, you know, production increasing price over time. Damn, bro, you just go and chuck out these I'm frameworks where I get you. <laughs> Damn, bro, you got that business degree, yeah. huh? That's crazy. That, hey, shout out the lecturers, y'all. y'all <laughs> um, but basically that jargon, thanks for pointing it out, uh, <laughs> is basically just like, yeah, this product is prestigious because either I'm not making enough to fulfill demand or it's a limited edition, e.g. Caramilk. Um, so get it while you can. Was was this Marmite thing, perhaps? Hmm. Okay. Let's 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 look into this. Let's let's hmm. talk about this. Understand that in the Christchurch earthquake happened, and also understand that sanitarium was meant to bring back Marmite. Right? They were hmm. meant to bring it back, and were like, "Yo, it's going to return in July, twenty twelve." Yeah. And then they said, "Nah, sorry." 
we can't do July anymore. Y'all gonna have to wait until March 2013. Now, bear in mind that the Marmageddon hysteria hit March and April 2012. Yeah. So they would have seen that and been like, we're supposed to bring this stuff back in July. Actually, you know what? But there are some jars going for hummets. Let's push the shit back. Let's put it... Let's let's just... Let's push it back to mm. a little bit longer. And they actually claim that, yeah, the factory that we moved into isn't actually ready yet slash safe. So... They really moving into a factory that isn't safe? Do you believe that? I don't believe that. Do you believe I don't that? believe that. I don't... I don't know, man. So, yeah, maybe there was a little bit of profiting off of this bit of a publicity stunt. That's weird, bro. That's just weird. Uh, Hey, businesses have done worse. Businesses have definitely done worse, but you wouldn't really expect sanitarium to do it. Next article is, interestingly enough, not an article. Because what? Do you remember? This is the premise of it. How are you going to switch it up like that? I'm going to switch it up on y'all so big. This is the time when Facebook was actually big for photos and captions. Oh. And then photos were just getting mad love. Do you remember? We're all going to remember when stuff started to do the like for Jacinda, love for John Key type oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Remember? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, who should um, New Zealand All Blacks play next? Heart react for Ireland, laugh react for Wales. It's like, uh, <laughs> like what does this actually prove? But yeah. those were getting hits on hits on hits and a lot of engagement. So most of the comments were actually there. So as you know, we diversify. We've got to get the content for you. Exactly. So the content was under a photo of Marmite, which also, it's a terrible photo of Marmite. <laughs> like, it's definitely taken with like an iPhone, iPhone 4. 4. Yeah. And like, it's like, got the, it's got the shadow on it as well. Oh. So it's clear that the light is not above them. No post-production no, and also the Marmite jar kind of looks kind of like trash. It's not, like it, it, it's not new. It's, yeah. it's a weird thing. And the tagline for this is Marmite is on its way back. March 20th. Sanitarium have confirmed Marmite is back in production and will be on shelves as early as next month. This photo being posted the 12th of February 2013. Um, and then stuff says, how will you celebrate its return? What will you be spreading yours on? Which, I don't know if that's really a question like, you could ask hey, now. Yeah. What are you going to spread your marmite on? Nah, because... Well, stuff you shouldn't have asked. Hey, now that you're going to be thinking about it, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> As I said, y'all made me act up. I'm going to act up. <laughs> First comment is from Brad. Brad says, I'll be spreading that shit all over my face, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> Okay, first of all, can we talk about the level of profanity used in this episode as opposed to all of our other episodes? Yeah. People are hella passionate, passionate about Marmite. Yeah, man. Like, there are a lot of profanities here. However, Brad, that's weird as hell. I don't want to yuck anyone's yums. I don't know if it's a kink. And I looked up if there were any Marmite kinks, and there's no Marmite kinks. I mean, kinks. there's definitely going to be a Marmite kink. Let's be honest. There's a kink for anything. And okay, we're no... Yeah kink shame zone here oh no no no! we're not gonna yuck anyone's yums um and brad is kind of in luck actually for 2020 do you know that lynx and marmite teamed up there's a body wash and a deodorant in terms of like collabs that no one asked for like no one i don't think i've I've heard anyone say your marmite smell delicious Mm -hmm. Mm. you know what i want marmite on Mm. me oh that's yeah that's real weird that's really really weird and also it's lynx africa marmite what Look, so they've got Lynx Africa as the brand, and then Lynx Africa Marmite is as, an offshoot of that. And that is, I think that was a 
an idea, but I can definitely confirm to you that Lynx Marmite body wash uh, does exist. Whether it is Lynx Africa Marmite or Lynx Marmite shouldn't make a difference to you because they're both weird as hell. Yeah. But... That's real brag weird, up, bro. Brag all what he wanted, just for sure. That's real weird. You can now spread it on your face for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Also, weirdly timed, but like because Marmite is such a black spread, I don't think you should spread it on your face, Brad. I think that might give some really weird mm. connotations. I mean, I didn't want to say, but when you said Lynx Africa too, I was like... But hey, I don't oh, look. Brad is definitely not thinking like that. There's yeah, no, I mean, we hope not. But I don't know. Sorry, Brad. We might. Brad might have just been like ha ha ha, and we're yeah. just like unpacking this, dissecting this. Like, damn, yeah, Brad. Brad. I'm sorry. I didn't have to do. We didn't have to do. <laughs> Next comment is from Penny. Penny says, "I don't buy any sanitarium products. They are a big business, but hide behind the cloak of being a religious organization, and thus avoid paying the tax they should." Buy your Marmite from someone else. Yeah, this is an interesting one. It has been talked about before. The fact that New Zealand has some legislation that allows registered charitable trusts Mm -hmm. to not have to pay taxes, which in theory makes sense. So Sanitarium Health and Wellbeing Company was established by a Seventh-day Adventist church in 1898 to promote and produce plant-based health foods. On their website, they state that the this is based on the church's belief that plant-based diets are designated by God for health in the human race. Oh, boy. Bro. So as a result, Sanitarium have never paid income tax as they as because the owner is exempt from paying the tax okay, as a so, charitable trust. So essentially it's a it's a very big brand that doesn't pay tax because they got religious affiliations. Yeah, 100% correct. Yeah. Okay. And it's been talked about a lot in the media that oh why is sanitarium because you only see the business side of it, but a lot of their income is actually going to their church side of the business the charitable side of the business which allows them to kind of exist in a little bit of a loophole and the argument is that it gives sanitarium a bit of a competitive advantage because they're up against other businesses say like kellogg's yeah which have their own wild history yeah mr kellogg is wild yeah that means that they don't need to pay tax Mm -hmm. So people are claiming that this legislation should be changed and it's just because Sanitarium kind of straddle the line of being a commercial business and a charity. But I'm not going to go too deeply into that. The spinoff actually do a really, really cool breakdown on Sanitarium on YouTube. If you search up spinoff Sanitarium, Alice Sneddon, I'm sure you'll find it, but they're not the only one. There are a number of other companies that do this exact same thing. Yeah. Okay. They, I was going to say they can't be, but do you reckon? But there are definitely people who are, are believing in the, you know, the churches should pay tax and all that and just eat wheat bakes every week. Because once you told me that, okay, some of the profits that go from these products yeah. go towards the They're church. religious, yeah, the church, yeah. Damn. Yeah. So we, without knowing, are funding the church. I mean, that's true. Yeah. I mean, and not just from the taxes that we pay on our paychecks, but, but and Marmite and, and Weebix. I mean, I know neither of us eat either of those things, no, but of course, 100% yeah. we have eaten them in the past. Yeah. Unfortunately. But oh, whoa. I mean, I'm not a big fan. I'm not trying to get canceled. We'll say, do you ever, do, I don't know if you ever had that at your high school. You ever had the Weebix challenge? 
Not on my hustle, but in my hall, we did the women's challenge. That is just disgusting. It's, I don't do it. I've never done it. That is terrible. Yeah. If anybody uh, who's listening to this has done a wee bitch challenge, I pray for you every day because <laughs> it, it is, it's horrible. Yeah. Mm. Sylvia's comments is so four question marks and then six dots. <laughs> yeah. Not the double. Yes. Yeah, there was a lot of pauses after that. They are milking it for all it's worth. They have had a, probably a few million dollars worth of free advertising throughout this escapade. Deliberate scam sham is what I think. Don't even like the stuff. Too much salt in it to be healthy. I the phrase scam sham, actually. Round of applause for Sylvia. Absolutely. Round of applause. Uh, uncovered it all. <laughs> uncovered. It only took New Zealand two years. Yeah. To realize To that see through this. Oh, it's crazy. We are giving sanitarium the biggest marketing advertising campaign Yo, they just played us that they could ever even hope for yeah yeah like i'm imagining a a point after the christchurch earthquake everybody is devastated and the economy takes a hit because of how many factories are now unusable yeah and sanitarium probably sweating being like damn this is this is going to be it for us and then the next two years of people losing their absolute minds. And they just slap. Mm. Over Marmite. Oh, that's how y'all feel about us? I'd say less. You should have said that before the earthquake. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, honestly, Sylvia kind of, yeah, hits it on the head. Is it a scam sham? Could be. It could be. I don't know. It could be. There's definitely Aspects, there's like, smoke there there's and there might fire. as well be fire. I'm telling you. that it, it's yeah. we, we, We've just looked at, they don't pay tax. So they definitely wouldn't be able to do big marketing campaigns because they're giving their profits to most of the church. Mm. And also, who needs to... I don't know if you really need to market Weebix. That's a Kiwi staple. Yeah. Just, the triathlons, you just do that. It's like Weebix triathlons. Yeah, like, yeah. I, think, I think you're pretty good. Yeah. Um, and we've also talked about Marmite uh, and, and the factory that Sanitarium used. And obviously, it was, it was damaged in the 2011 earthquake and then they had to move and, and they sort of it seems like they were delaying the inevitable of having to put Marmite back on shelves. Yeah. Because the original time given was, hey, we're going to be set up in our new factory and distribution should start around July. Um, but then there were reports that the building that they were moving into um, or that was you know fixed for them was too unsafe to use. And the, and the factory couldn't originally put it out in July, so they had to wait till March 2013. And you'd hope that, given the fact that this was based off the earthquake, that it wouldn't have been unsafe because of earthquake proofing. Like, you'd hope you, not. You, you really would hope. Um, and the fact of the matter is, they upped the price of Marmite mm. after all of this. And after two years of being out of circulation, you can definitely claim inflation. Without a doubt. <sighs> Um, I mean, yeah, two you years. Can, you can claim, you can. You can you can can. claim it and be like, hey, like the product's changed. 100%. It, like it is Price of goods is. and services, yeah. like, it's, it, yeah. it's, it happens. Exactly. Uh, but they helped the price and no one really talked about it because we were so thankful to get more money. 100% back. people would just be like, I'll pay whatever. It's just good to see it back on the shelves. Last comment is from Aroha. Aroha says, Marmite is so good. Our family loves it, lol. I really hope we don't have to resort to Vegemite. You know what's funny, though? What? We've been sitting it. We've recorded a dead-ass episode of, like, how however long it's going to be after we edit it. Mm-hmm. And I don't even like that shit. I don't actually like Marmite at all. I don't really like Marmite. Or Vegemite. Or Weebix. Yeah. Like, it's not even a tank. It's not real. I don't actually <laughs> like it. 
like while recording this is fun, I don't I don't like, like I don't yeah. either. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sorry that you're gonna hear this on the episode and cancel yeah. this, but like at least you got to the end of the episode and you re- realized that both of us hate Marvel. <laughs> and we don't actually use any of the spreads. Yeah. Nah. I'm glad that you love them, Otoha, but I don't get the hype. Nah. Yeah. It's a no from us. It's a no from us, dog. Thanks for listening. Bye. Never see you again. <laughs>